up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Shaved Show Podcast. This is your host, Justin. This is a weekly updated journal where you get to watch in real time as I struggle to become a better man, husband, father, son of God, and follower of Christ, uh, that being the most important one. This is a special episode. I've got with me uh, an interview with Tom Ettinger. I uh, met him on Instagram. Uh, had some correspondence and, and thought what he was doing is very special for the veterans community with his company, SITREP22. So before we get into the conversation, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who voted on Instagram. I'm wearing our crowd-designed uh, Save Show God Wins tee. It is uh, it's fantastic. Just opened it up today and had to put it on. Um, very happy with it. It's comfort colors, so it's a bit heavier and it's a bit uh, oversized, as you can see, but that's kind of my favorite. So if it's something that you're into, I'll put it on the store soon. Um, but again, I want to thank you for all the support. And uh, I thought it was kind of fun, um, you know, making a community design uh, as well. So we'll do that more of that in the future. Without further ado, I'd like to give you my interview with Tom uh, from SITREP22. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Save Show. Got a special episode today with uh, with Tom here um, of the twenty two Sit Rep twenty two uh, page, and uh, just excited to have you here on the show, Tom. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I'm I'm really excited to come on here and and uh, spread whatever word I I'm able to give. <laughs> That's kind of been my mentality too, uh, and I know we're both trying to get um, eyes and ears on content through Instagram and, and he's just started a podcast. So I think uh, our hearts are in the same place. Um, you know, executing the mission has been in the same, same format. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, social media has been good and bad. It's good for, for good things and bad for bad things. Um, <laughs> but, but that, that's where, that's where we're at in life. Um Everyone's an entrepreneur. Everyone's a movie star now. Everyone is uh, in the spotlight. So now us normal people have to to throw our elbows in there and fight far away in there to to get some kind of you know notice, some kind of some kind of streaming. Right. Look at me. I'm I'm with everyone else. I'm just in the back with my hand up. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to go. Um, kind of the blog route and and trying to get more eyes on the gospel and, and being a better man and, and husband, father. Um, and then you've got um, your efforts with the veterans community that um, kind of caught my eye and I wanted to have you on today. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I think everything you, you actually listed, that's a, that's a daily goal. <laughs> I would say that's a daily goal to be a, a better person. I think um, uh, that has led me those those things have led me as well as everything else in life to to a purpose and and a fascination about things in life on a daily basis that that drive you on a, a consistency to push you and if you have those things out in front of you it becomes very easy to block out things that aren't as important right right i don't know if you listen to uh, andy frisella at all but he talks about having critical tasks for the day um and that mm -hmm. i'm doing uh, 75 hard, um, right now to the best of my ability, um, trying to give it my all. And, and so having those critical tasks from the challenge each and every day has kind of been a, a guiding light as it were the distractions and everything else kind of fades away. I'm doing what I need to do, uh, each and every day. Yeah. Um, 75 hard that, um, that, that changed a lot for me. I did that right when I was on terminal retiring from the Marine Corps and that led 
that kind of was like the the olive branch to to the civilian world for me. Like I'm getting out, I'm working, but what can I do to, to not remain restless? And what could I be doing? And it also was during as soon as COVID hit. So I wasn't doing anything at work much really anyway. And we'll get sure. into that. But like just just having that I'm I'm doing this now, I'm just gonna head on and start doing 75 hard. And that that had me that had me going for the next 18 months of just doing the program, failing it, doing it, and just building off of that. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad to hear you say failing it. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily excited that you said it took you uh, 18 months there, but um, oh no, 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 I I did it three different times, but I just lived that life for like mm -hmm. 18 months, almost two years, where I was just either on the program or off the program. Um, the first time when I did do it, I didn't time it correctly. And when, when my retirement came around, I, I retired November 10th, 2020. And that was the day that was day 63. Mm -hmm. And that was the day I was just like, you know, it's the Marine Corps birthday. I'm retiring. I had to have a beer. We relaxed. I hung out and it was only the people that lived around me. So it was it was cool and it was special because at the same point at that point I didn't see anybody really for like two two months because I was I was off on my own now I was you know I was going to do my thing and um, that separation that kind of that kind of that failure that relationship with seventy five hard became very intimate of every day and me going on Instagram and talking on my story and that just gave me something to do every day my personal accountability because for some you that was just me talking to myself but other people started relating and you know that that carries i think if one person suffers another person they 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 are fascinated with it and then you know they they're like you know what? i want to suffer too so they, they 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 follow along and and i think the the hardest part was doing it knowing i was going to fail but then starting again mm -hmm. and then i when i started again i did it i did it till um i moved i did it till um the i i'm at 75 then i did up to phase three okay phase three phase three was was, was the end point i started phase three and i was like i'm i'm over this this is too much <laughs> <laughs> i haven't even uh looked into anything beyond phase one i've um it's interesting to hear you say that you you stopped on the Marine Corps birthday on retirement day because I've got um, a trip planned in a couple weeks. I'll be beyond my initial starting date, but I've I've since failed. So you know this is my second seventy five iteration, and I'll have to have a drink just like you. I've got a Marine Corps buddy who's getting married, and I haven't seen those guys in like four years at this point. So mm -hmm. it's just it's a good time to celebrate and and maybe break protocol. <clears throat> and I I feel that's the best part, and I I held myself to such a degree of you know i'm doing this i'm sticking to it i'm a marine all everything that the world floods you with that you know to me it was just you know just doing it and, and being consistent and doing it and then it just opens up other doors that i believe in your mind to where you never noticed before and and if some of the podcast and just listen to other podcasts and that that 45 minute walk, I believe in the morning, that that's what I did first thing. That was my, my go-to that opened up a lot. 
that that opened up a lot of uh, windows in my mind to be able to get out, be out, and and just walk and just think. And I think that that's the biggest thing we don't do enough is just be outside and just do it. I'm not. A, I'm. I mean, I'm on my phone. I'm a phone guy. A lot of people will say I'm not on my phone. No, I'm a phone guy. I get locked in. I, I get. I'm a hostage real quick. But when you're able to go on that walk, when you set up that discipline that you're able to set that time, sometimes it was just silence. Mm. But it was just that that that, you know, that routine of doing it every day. It was sacred. It felt good. And then when you have to break it, it becomes uncomfortable again. It's that, you know, you got to come to that. I failed. All right. I failed again. Just keep moving. Keep it moving because no one cares. You know, I think that was the biggest thing when I when I quit. No one cared. It was all, it's all in your own mind. Right. Like, so, so when I was just like, you know what, I'm done. And I just started doing, just kept, kept it up reading, kept, you know, I, during that time I became a coach with first form. Oh, okay. Um, Very cool. Uh, on my way, on my way out of retiring, um, I took my, my vacation, my leave. I had a lot of built up. So, um, I was I was able to I went to school I went to ISSA to become a uh, personal trainer strength and conditioning coach yeah. while I was transitioning out and then the, everything just moved together and then I was first form coach with the app then I started getting clients and then so that that whole road when I when I got out of the Marine Corps led me somewhere else till it got to a dead end or that un, unsatisfied. It didn't, it, it wasn't like now I'm dealing with other people's problems. I was a coach. Like it wasn't about me no more. It wasn't, it wasn't for me no more. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't passionate about it no more. Cause anytime you got to deal with someone else, you're, you have to rely on them and coming from the recruiting background, sending kids to recruit training, doing all that. I could not deal with people. You're trying to set them up with a program and not them not doing what you want them to do True. you know doing normal people stuff and that after a while it gets old it gets old and it gets old to yourself mm-hmm. you know you can only do it so long and then it's like you know move in anytime we went somewhere or did anything i was up walking first thing in the morning and then what, what, once you once you see something else and you're like that could be my passion that that's when i I keep the same regiment in a, in a sense, but you got to expand from there. I think you're going to have that bridge to somewhere mm-hmm. in life. You got to take that bridge to be able to get to where, where you're supposed to be. Sure. Yeah. I can appreciate that. It sounds like you and I, um, different Marine Corps careers by, you know, by far, I, I had a five-year stint in the Marine Corps, um, you know, got out honorably. I had a, a great experience, made some great buddies, um, but getting out, I wouldn't necessarily say I found myself being lost, but it's just a transitionary period in life and you're not quite sure what's next. And so the the thing that, that seems like you found was 75 hard. Um, I found myself training for a half marathon. Um, so it sounds like the exact same thing. I'm out in the morning, I'm getting the runs in to train for it. Um, and it's just that silence. It's the the creative time. You know, maybe maybe there's music, maybe there's an audio book going, but my mind's just racing as fast as as possible as as I'm running and and thinking of new things to do or what should I pursue? What's next in life? Um, and I'm very grateful for that experience. Absolutely, I believe that 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 portion out there, training, doing something, um, it allows you to have that that racing mind at the appropriate time. 
Like if I'm sitting there at work or I'm sitting there doing something and my mind's just racing, that's that's not the the, the most optimal time. You know what I mean? To, to be, right. try to sort things out. Yep. But when you're out out walking, out running, um, I think I think having things like that, marathons, ultra marathons, uh, that kind of training, I I believe that that's what that helps our minds and and helps us put a lot of things in order mm -hmm. and drives us along the way. Yes, sir. Yeah, I agree. And uh, speaking of training, I think the reason that I found your page originally is because you won the three of seven project giveaway for a class. Is that right? I did. I, I won the three of seven uh, podcast. Um, Hoist, Hoist um, was given away the trip to go to the um, the training. Now, of course, I draw a blank now. It wasn't the basic course, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I've been able to go. I, I've I've talked to Blake already. I sent him an email. Maybe I'll I'll catch up and go on the next one or in the next couple ones. But sure. um, I, I I had a death in the family, and it just okay. I think everything happens for a reason. To be honest, I uh, I've been dealing with a lot of knee problems. Last time, last ultra. I ran, I ran three, seven ultra back in 2021, August, mm -hmm. or excuse me, September. Mm -hmm. Then I ran a half, uh, a half here in Arkansas. And then my knee just started falling apart. So I wasn't in the best shape to go. So it kind of like helped me. Sure. So and, I, think, and... I think certain things come along, man. Oh yeah. It has to be. Uh, my wife and I say, there's no coincidence. God's working somehow um and i'm not i'm not sure if that's what you would ascribe to as well but maybe you're supposed to be in that next training class with those guys that some somehow some way you're supposed to have an impact on the people that are around you at that time yeah i mean i think there's always there's always something there and everything led me to what i'm doing now um so so i i, I was in the marine corps for 20 years i've been married for 21 years i have three children and um, one in college, one about to go to college next year. My son's about to be, he's about to complete eighth grade this year, going to his freshman year next year. And I am 41 years old coming out of a 19-year-old's experience, if that makes sense. Yes, sir. Because yeah. So so I, I thought it was great that you said, you know, you didn't have that loss, but you were young when you, when you, you did your five years. Yep, right out of uh, high school. I went I went two weeks after I graduated, you know, did boot camp that summer and and the rest is history, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that that is uh what when when I did when I got out at 20, it's like, all right, it's a different you get your release papers, they open the big fence, you're able to walk out <laughs> like like end of a prison movie. And sure. you know, I, I, I was done and then it, it turns into the what was it? What was it like? Because last time I was as open and I don't want to say free, but the last time I was not in the Marine Corps, I was 18, 19 years old. Now it's like I've been doing something different. So it's it, it's that release, I think. And then you need that that fear, that Marine Corps fear or that that fear of failing or something in your life to give you that or you just sit around and become nothing. You need something. I, I believe that that a driving force to push you push you forward. Right. Yeah. So it could be a seventy five hard or a new career that you've chosen. Something 
um, that I found myself thrown into was, um, was the half marathon. You know, I started my university experience, got through that right as COVID was happening in 2020, um, had some jobs fall through just because of the pandemic and everything going on, but mm -hmm. found a gig, uh, you know, worked my butt off, threw myself into that. We started a family, um, got two children now, and I've gotten some promotion at the the company that I'm with and I'm very grateful for the experience. And I can sit here today with you and look back and say, everything was for a reason. I'm right where I need to be. Um, but during, you know, during the experience, it's kind of overwhelming at times. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say there, there's a, there's always going to be that, that path that's in front of us and it's not going to be easy. It's supposed to be hard. Um, it tells us it's supposed to be hard. And I think, I think being able to um, be resilient and, and just, I think positivity is something and joy that, that gets stolen on a daily basis. And then we lose hope on a daily basis. And that just bleeds into society, into parents, into children. And it's just, it becomes a dark, dark place. If you don't have something to, you know, that vibe, something to wake you up and, and get you excited, mm -hmm. um, that walk in the morning to get on Instagram and just run my mouth and tell, talk about, um, whatever I was doing on, on my story, 75 hard day, whatever, and just continue that was exciting to me because I was able to, I was only talking to myself, but it was, it was energizing to me. And mm -hmm. I think once you fall into that, things stars start aligning or clouds move and you see more stars. Right. That were, you know, they were already there. You just didn't see them. Sure. Yeah. There's so, plenty so, of opportunities so, you didn't see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so I think, um, be, being able to do that, I think was, uh, that that just that seventy five hard beginning piece was huge, and I think people are just now slowly getting getting into the seventy five hard because I think now I think it's even more blown up. But I think it came out seventeen, eighteen, nineteen maybe. And I remember when the first time I saw it, I was like, "There's no way, there's <laughs> no way." And then then I was like obsessed with it. I mean, I even got a tattoo of it. Like yeah, I was go. I was so. First form, 75 hard, I'm going to be a coach, or everything. And it just, it, it's not, when you find out it's not the plan, I believe like there's an exciting portion of it. There's a letdown, like this ain't working out. This this isn't going to be what I want it to be. But, you know, what's in store next? Right, right. So what what was next? What uh, what are you doing now? And can you tell me about SITREP22? So um, after after I um, finished the training, finished uh, doing coaching for first form, and just started just doing me and and training and and trying to motivate people and being positive, my mm -hmm. my main focus became um, Red Friday. Red Friday, remember everyone deployed that uh, that became a a big thing for me. And then it just started putting me in a different place on Fridays because it was just so emotional. If that makes sense. Like for mm -hmm. some reason, it just started bothering me. Like no one cared. And, and then I wasn't the, the Marine Corps guy that wore the Marine Corps shirts. I wasn't the Urag guy. I wasn't the motivator. I wasn't, that, that wasn't my thing. You know, everyone had the gray USMC shirt. But once I got out, 
I wasn't the red hat guy either. I just wanted to move away and just disappear. I did my time. And then it just wasn't in the cards. <laughs> it just wasn't in the cards. So I got into a whole mind frame of, you know what? The veterans that are out there, there's too many uh, leaving us on a daily basis. And I feel it's there's so many more complaints and and mental health in this country is declining on one point but the the part that is declining the most we're not even focused on so mm -hmm. so I, I said you know what i'm just gonna do what i can do and i just got a passion so you know what i'm gonna start something that's gonna be for veterans uh i started following uh 22 mohawks 22 mohawks is an outstanding um Nonprofit out of uh, Boston, Massachusetts, that helps veterans not only financial classes, they get puppies for veterans, dogs, mm -hmm. service dogs, trained, and and they reach out for veterans. They they just did a uh, parachute trip um, for veterans. So I, I started following them, and they had a story one day. If you get a hair, if you get a mohawk, you get a free T-shirt. Okay. I'm a huge T-shirt guy. Yeah. So I said I jumped on there. I said, send me a T-shirt, I'll do it. Well, Stacy, she's the president of the company. Dave is the CEO, chairman. He's he's uh, her husband. He was a, a ranger for 15, 16 years, I believe, um, in the army. Mm -hmm. So um, when when he um, when, I, when I spoke with them, I got the T-shirt. I made a post, got the mohawk as best as I could, mm -hmm. and then it just started from there. They were on a podcast called The Contagion Effect. Okay. With with Mike with Mike Mike and Eric, we all hooked up, and it was just because my paths crossed with these people. The day I went to go on the Contagion Effect, Stacy hit me up, and I told her I had an idea. I wanted to create something. I can't say too much yet what it, it's going to be. What SitRep Twenty Two is going to be the company, sure. the product that it's going to have. However, it's it's a it's going to be a technology for veterans to make them more proactive more use um of their of their mind or body and allow them to have um relationships and communications with veterans that they served with and so much more crap in, uh that's cramped in, into a into a package that that we're getting created but i said you know what i'm done no one's gonna do it no one's gonna want to do it no one's gonna think about it no one's gonna so Stacy hit me up and I and I told her I said I'm done. Then I went on the Contagion Effect podcast, discussed with them. Mike told me to stop talking. He said, "You know what? We'll talk tomorrow." And it's it's that was November, and it's just been since then. Um, working with the the guys from the Contagion Effect, uh, 22 Mohawks. Just me. The Rep 22 is going to be the company. Is going to be the the product that we're going to be putting out and then off of that i just said you know what i need to be able to reach more people i need to be able to put people in a light that i see them that i always saw them um i'll tell I, what i did in the marine corps was was i touched a lot of people before they joined before they left and when they came back and and i was there in the beginning of a lot of people's careers mm -hmm. So that became extremely important to me because now that's four or five, 10 years ago, there's a lot of people that are suffering and there's no one listening, but there's also 
a new thing of military guys, you know, Jocko, Chad Wright, Dave Goggins, that they have these, you know, amazing endurance lifestyles that get promoted, but no one ever knows about the, you know, the CH-53 mechanic that did three tours in Afghanistan or whatever. No one knows about the, the normal people that were in the military that suffer from from any kind of thing, you know, after their time, that's who I want to talk to. That's who I want to bring to light. So it just started from there. So I started the podcast uh, between then and now. I also was an ambassador for um, Mission 22. Okay. So Mission 22, you know, that was a big thing. And when I got out, that was the big thing. Everyone wants to be an ambassador. And it was new to me. Half the companies you never even heard of, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But, but, but getting involved and doing things, I thought I thought it was something I wanted wanted to do, but really I just wanted to do my own thing and and promote my own thing and and be the voice of of, of something that I created. It just took me too long. It took me a while to get there, to get the courage, to get the the strength, to get to um, the people around me. You know the community that, that that's around me, and to, to to be honest, it's still it's still just it's a growing thing on a daily basis to get out there and, and spread as much word as you can. And and I've just said that's what I'm going to do now. <laughs> so so what I'm doing now is I'm doing the podcast to spread the word. I have a store that's going to be opening soon, and all money received is going towards uh what we're building and creating and. Um, and when that comes out, that's going to change a lot of people's lives. Yeah, it sounds like it. I uh, I just wanted to call out for anybody who's listening and not watching is that you're living out exactly what you're talking about, Tom. You've got your red shirt on as we record on Friday. So um, just, you know, from the outset, I, I knew that what you're talking about actually is very important to you. You know, you're living out exactly what you're saying. And, and I respect you for that. Not everybody does um, end up actually fulfilling the words that they speak. You're you're sitting here with me today having a conversation and um, I can look at you and, and tell exactly um, how you feel and that you're actually living this life that you're talking about. I think, I think the biggest thing, and I appreciate that wholeheartedly. I think the biggest thing that we, we fight is what, what our purpose is in life, what we think it is and what it actually is. And I was blessed. I, I got blessed to be on recruiting duty. Um, I, I chose, you know, as well for people that don't know you, when I was in the Marine Corps, you had three choices. When when I went on recruiting duty, you either got picked for drill instructor duty, you went to MSG, or you went to you got luckily you got picked for recruiting duty. If if you won, if you were lucky enough, let's say, you know, one of the most feared jobs in the Marine Corps to get stuck on the street somewhere, and uh, I got I got picked. I I became a recruiter in Philadelphia, and um, I never never did bad. I never struggled on recruiting duty life was extremely bad and hard but i never i never personally struggled as far as producing people to join or whatever the case is but, but that came with i guess a, a a gift to be able to just talk to people I, I i was able to do it naturally and just talk to them how i am exactly who i am and it it, it came very very easy i did that I ran the recruiting office in Philly, and then I went back to I went back to um, I went to San Diego. I went to MCRD uh, San Diego. 
um, by trade, I was a, a administ- I did administration for aircrafts. Okay. So I, I wasn't a big combat guy, but but we 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 tracked every component on every aircraft. If it would be a C one thirty to a to any aircraft, anything um, in the Marine Corps, my MOS was there. Maintenance administration um, for, for the helicopters, for the planes, and um, once I left recruiting duty, it wasn't exciting anymore. The fleet itself was just boring. It, it was just boring like it was just because i was i was sprinting for three years on recruiting right. duty when you're sprinting you go back to the fleet i'm like oh this is this is funny cake right. so i i had <laughs> i had a bad idea and i went back on recruiting duty two years later and i i stayed out there for uh for eight more years nine almost nine more years so i did 12 years completely on on recruiting duty and i was able to work Everywhere, I guess you could say on the state level, as far as I worked at both MEPS, I've worked at, I was the ops chief, I was the uh, assistant recruiter instructor, ran multiple stations, but I was able to do all that, not because of me, because I would, that, that was my purpose. Mm. Like I didn't join the Marine Corps to, to, you know, to put kids in the Marine Corps. That was, that wasn't the plan, <laughs> but they, things just work out that way. So when, when I got out, I was like, like I said earlier, I just wanted to be done with everything, but that 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 wasn't in the cards. God's ready when 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 you uh, have to do something, you you don't get the rest, you don't get the time off. I just want right. the, I want all the rest. <laughs> the, there, there's no there's no room for me saying um, I'm done. There's no rest. There there's no there's no waiting around. There's no uh, someone else will do it. So. I, I just took it upon myself. Said I'm going to do this now, and uh, this is the new, this is the new adventure until it's not. <laughs> Best way I can put it. It's, yeah, we're doing this until I'm not. <laughs> well, it's just like in uh, Isaiah chapter six. Here am I. Send me. Um, you're answering the call that God's put in your life, and and it's a very important issue. Um, I think you know it's safe to say that there's lives at stake with what you're trying to do and and working with veterans. Um, of all walks of life, you know, of all ages as well. I, I imagine there's still Korea veterans out there that are dealing with the things that they went through, or there's guys, you know, like me that just got out a few years ago, saw Afghanistan or Iraq, and it's just something that they haven't quite gotten past, and they'll need um, this community that you're starting to put together here. Yeah, I feel I feel that's something. Um, and I, I was on a, uh, I did a I did a show yesterday. I just I just put it out, but I did a show yesterday with my coach when I went through the uh, recovery and resiliency program with Mission Twenty Two. I'm going to be an ambassador. I wanted to go through the program, and mm-hmm. I should have finished my thought earlier. But that was the point. Let me go through it so I could I could help people. And I'm I'm like man, my my stuff's together. I'm good. This this is informative. This is you know I'm going to find out. You know let me talk to a guy coach. They send me stuff. And all this stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, this would be all right. And I'll tell you what, you it, it was different. They had me reading books. They had me talking to this guy every week. And um, I could be very forthcoming. Like, I have no problem. Like, it, it is. I think during this, during this transformation, transformation and transitioning, I would call it, since my retirement, I've lost a lot of the Marine Corps nonsense, I, I would believe, to where... I don't care what people think. I don't care what people say. And I feel that that 
ego that, that gets put in a lot of people that serve in the military, which is good. You need it. You need that confidence, that self-esteem, that self-direction, that motivation. But you have to be able to um, be open and honest to people without fear, without who cares? Mm-hmm. Like no one else really cares. And I think the the longer I've been doing this, the more I do it, the less the less I care because it doesn't matter because it's only going to help someone else. Sure. And once I think once I started flipping it from a, a social media standpoint, from, you know, working out, coaching, motivation to now I'm going to talk a lot about the veteran suicide. It, it was a lot because I'm, you know, anyone anyone will say, you know, I don't care about followers. I don't, I care about people following me to hear what I have to say. Cause maybe they could help someone else. Mm-hmm. Me a year or two years ago, I want people to look at me. I'm over here. Make me important. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's the natural, that's the natural person. You, you know, you want to be seen, you want attention, but then I start, you know, slowly going through this process. I start seeing the, the things that make it bad. Like, it's not about me. I want, this is the purpose. And if I'm going to be the foreman of this purpose, so be it. So I'm just, I'm just going to put, put it out there and be as vulnerable as I I believe I can be and make it seem like, you know what? I can be more open. I can be more honest. I can have emotions. I can't, I mean, I made that, I made a story the other day, you know, don't let anyone steal your joy. I would have never said anything like that years ago. <laughs> like, don't anyone steal your joy? I would, I would have slapped. I would have made fun of someone saying something like that. But that's what happens first thing in the morning. So a car pulls you, you know, a, you're in traffic or you're, you know, someone cuts you off and you're, that could set you off for the whole day. And if, if you, if you don't have your own, you choose. I heard a, a I heard a pastor say this before. Uh, my wife, my wife, uh, let me listen to it. You choose if you want to have a good day or a bad day. You choose the emotions you allow because it's it's everything that's going to be out in front of you. But you choose if you what you want it to affect you or not. If you want things to you know be good or bad. And I just tried to start focusing more. Going through the mission twenty two thing opened my eyes a lot more and, and gave me more clarity to maybe why things are the way they are and and acceptance is the is the hardest part and it, it was very easy for me because of the the point i guess i'm trying to make in life like it was very easy for me to humble myself down and lose an ego and say you know what this is for a purpose but during that transformation purpose started all this mm-hmm. you know what i mean so so i had to go through all that and the purpose of going through that changed while going through it. And I think a lot of people miss out in like situations they go through changes the outcome of what you were going for. And if you don't see that, it's going to take you longer to get there because you just got shown how to get there. But but you, you're still on your own thought process. And, right. when, you know, when you think about things on your own, it becomes very dangerous. Agreed. Yeah, there was a time a few years ago, just like you said, I didn't, I didn't go through the Mission Twenty Two project or, or, or their course at all. Um, but a few years ago, I would wake up with, uh, I, I wouldn't call it night terrors, but I wake up screaming in the middle of the night, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that, that bugged my wife, and I think it eventually stopped when I started being more vulnerable. 
um, speaking to her and, and um, I don't mean to diminish, you know, the, the night terrors, if, if we want to call them that, or, or my personal experience in the Marine Corps, I didn't have it as bad as some guys. Um, so, you know, I don't want to stand on a soapbox as it were, you know, I, I had night terrors, but um, all that kind of fell away once the bravado dissolves. And once I was vulnerable, you know, told my wife about some things, um, you know, now I sleep through the, the night, except for, you know, a toddler wakes me up, um, <laughs> sleep like a baby. So. No, but that's the best part. That's that right there is why I'm doing what I'm doing because what we we all you know, and not everyone's rookie recon. And I think it, you know if you go through the Marine Corps, that's the mindset it puts you in. Like, no matter what you did, if you didn't do this, no, any person that has any kind of trauma after they served, that trauma could have existed before they joined. Mm-hmm. But this, I believe, amplifies it. Like sure. if you didn't, you didn't grow up in a great home growing up and then you deal with some trauma that you've seen while deployed, that just creates a, um, a pot of depression, I believe, you know, and it's hard. You just start mixing everything up in your life. It becomes very other people had a hard other people do it worse. But mm-hmm. if you don't focus on yourself and, and see, like you said, being able to talk with your wife and me being, being able to be emotional because I go being able to unload that those rocks that you carry with your pack that know what those invisible rocks that no one knows about. And when you're able to just release some of these jewels on the people that, you know, people, friends, family, loved ones, and just ex- exhale some certain things, I believe it helps you. It helps you throughout the whole day and it allows you to communicate more effectively. So it, it's not just a you thing. It's more of a, us thing mm-hmm. this is what i'm dealing with but hey you know what this is what we're all dealing with so right. so it, it's it's hard it's easy to try to heal in isolation everyone wants to be alone they don't want to be a burden on people mm-hmm. and then i just said you know what this is it this is me you're, <laughs> you're gonna get this regardless and and i can only get better from here and these are my intentions being able to say how i feel and slowly but surely after a while of it's not the easiest thing but once you start you know letting the 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 walls down a little bit it becomes easier it becomes Mm -hmm. easier to communicate because then the people you're dealing with know what you're dealing with what you're going through so certain things like i don't like going to crowded places i don't like being around a lot of people so like not trying to go and do all that stuff is you know could be could be conflict in certain situations with with other people that maybe want to go places you know if someone's dealing with something why don't you ever want to go nowhere you, you know you never want to spend time with us or if someone's dealing with that well no one's understanding why that person don't want to go nowhere mm-hmm. why that person don't want to do anything and a lot of people they they take it personal right it, but if you don't if you don't voice what what you're dealing with it becomes extremely hard for everybody and then veterans turn to you know they turn to their own uh vices without having conversations with other people as a as a a healing factor vices trying to deal with it you know on their own and it becomes extremely difficult that way right and i feel like a lot of people um with sit rep 22 it sounds like you're trying to create sort of a community for for veterans and people to go to and a lot of people get out they've had these buddies for a few years or, or maybe 20 years in your case, and, and they get out and they don't have that anymore. That connection's totally severed. And you try to make 
friends with, you know, civilian um, cohorts or your peers or, your, you know, your coworkers, and it's just not exactly mm-hmm. the same. And so that fellowship and um, being around people becomes even more important at, and, you know, right in that transition period. Um, and that's exactly what's, what's missing um, from my, you know, from what I think is what's missing from a veteran's experience as they, as they get out. Absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. I had a phone call with a guy I, I worked with over 10 years ago and I haven't spoke to him in 10 years and he was hitting me up on Facebook. He was trying, like he was trying to, to, to reach out and talk to me and he didn't have no issues. I don't want, I don't want to put it out there. Like I was ignoring him. He was like, Hey, what's going on? I'm mm-hmm. trying to hang out. And then I finally broke down and called him and I talked to this dude for like two hours on the phone. Like we didn't skip a beat, mm-hmm. but it was all me. It was all me. And I think a lot, and there was no reason, but it was just something in me. Like I, I have no reason to talk to him, but I think we, we build these walls. Like I said earlier around ourselves that we, we forget that those people we served with, man, that's the people that get it. That's mm-hmm. the people that, that, that understand. And when we leave that, that's the people that get it. And I think that's the only people in our life for veterans that will understand it a hundred percent, regardless if you talk to about your trauma or issues, that's just someone you have communications with, you have, you have love with that, that you, you, you bring joy to each other, you know, with, through that conversation. And I feel that's the biggest thing that we're missing is that 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 like you said, fellowship with someone else that to bring joy. That conversation brings joy to two different people. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful conversation, and and I feel that that doesn't happen enough because there's too many people still committing suicide every day. So I mean, when you, when you look at it, you have 22 to 44 that commit suicide every day. Someone's not talking to somebody, and and there's there's a lot of a lot of unanswered questions that we 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 don't know until it's too too late and i feel just trying to get ahead of that there's there's a thousand veteran things going on you know there's a there's a bunch of veteran things going on the difference between what i'm trying to do and what they're doing is this and i knock i i don't knock any of them but you got to turn words into actions me doing push-ups every day a couple of years ago for veterans that might have been that might have helped, but it, it if 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 not enough people are seeing it, if it's not out there enough, you're not doing it. You're you're raising awareness to people that already know it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So yeah. words into action is as big as I can get, it, as loud as I can get it, and me doing physical things. Yeah, that that could that you know that that's that's a um a point in time where someone's doing something and everyone's involved but then that fades away that event's over i'm trying to do this on a daily basis people right. are you know they're they're trying to raise money for veteran awareness veteran veteran suicide prevention and wh- wh- what are we doing with the money they're not saving nobody's life so i'm i'm, I'm trying to do something different you know what i mean that sure. that's not happening and it, i'll tell you what the reason i wanted i i want to quit earlier before before i got that that boost of confidence saying you know what this is the plan this is what you're going to do it's the fact that i i'm not i'm not technological technology savvy i'm not good with computers i could record things and and post things 
I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm a cut. I'm a scratch and sniff kind of guy. You know what I mean? I do very, very simple. Yep. But 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 you know when when you have when you have a passion, if you don't put everything into it, it's not really a passion. Mm-hmm. So so I feel if 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 this is what I'm I'm called to do and this is the plan. If it wasn't supposed to happen, it wouldn't have been. It, it wouldn't be going as good as it's going for me as well as it is. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And in, in, in the in the book of James, um, I'm spacing on the chapter of the verse, but it says, if you know, and I'm going to paraphrase, uh, I'm not uh, eloquent as it were. Um, but if you know exactly what you should be doing and you're not doing it, then that's a sin. And so you've called mm-hmm. been called to this purpose. And it uh, sounds like you're going to execute every day as much as you can um, and actively engage with people instead of, you know, making a donation to a foundation and, and just you know, doing your part, as it were, you're trying to engage mm-hmm. with people and actually get in front of some of the issues. Yeah, I think I think it's extremely difficult to just corner a market and say, I'm only dealing with veterans. Um, I think mental health as a, as a overall is is insane right now. And it depends on what people want to classify what's mental health. Is it is it transgender people mental health? Is it people with social um, media anxiety, social health? Like, you know, what what is mental health? What is what is the breakdown? What are we considering? And and what what's the reality? Like, if you have someone that's 22, 23 years old right now in college, they they might think they're a pillow. They might identify as a pillow right now, right? Like that's their biggest thing in life. Then you also have someone, someone else, maybe in a foreign land, someone sending rounds down range. Mm-hmm. Same age, different, different lifestyle choices. But when they come home and it's here, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. So, so who deals with the mental, the mental health crisis? You know what I mean? So yeah. I think at, at a range, mental health has gone on a, a tirade from the youth. To, to older older folks there's no no one's safe any anyone could you know supposedly anyone could um could 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 have mental health issues but do, do we do we do we look at just the severity of it the situation the choice I, I think uh it's hard to identify what it is so I, I I stick to what I know and I know I know I know I know veterans only like other veterans veterans are service specific forever and once it's all said and done it's all love to begin with because right. being on recruiting i'll tell you what man you hate other branches more than life because <laughs> you because because you're playing the game of life you're talking to young youth trying about what they're going to you know trying to see what they're going to do in their future and other branches, man, they are they are savages. They will lie and they'll tell you they'll tell these kids Marine Corps is the worst thing you could ever do. And maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. You know, <laughs> everyone has their say. choices. Yep. Everyone has their choices. Everyone has their experience. Um, I just know once it's all said and it's over with, what happens then? I got boxes of uniforms. I got, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a recruiter, they give you dress blue blouses. I got blues for days. What do I do with them? You know what I mean? Like right. that's just materialistic stuff. Mm-hmm. What about all the baggage you bring with you? Right. 
all the all the stuff. So I think I think making it okay to just say whatever if you're a veteran and and be able to vent and get it out and and your experiences. I think sharing that is is what is most educational for people now. So if I could have someone on the podcast that dealt with any kind of trauma and they're victorious, they're battling through it every day, someone else could could gain something from that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that that that's the most important thing for me. Someone learning from it. It's easy. I could sit here and on my podcast, on your podcast, and and, and we can always talk about ourselves. But it's it's being able to reach other people with with a community of someone else dealing with something that could drive someone else to be passionate about something else in their life that they're holding on the side right now. They're like, you know, this is a hobby right now, mm -hmm. but this could be something ten times more because it's not meant to be a hobby. This is your purpose, but it has right. to start off somewhere, right? And I think, yeah, starting it off is the hardest part. Yeah, you just got to start it. I. Uh... I've talked about it on my show before, but um, I had the calling, if you want to call it that, to start a podcast for for years, I would say. Ever since I got out of the Marine Corps, you know, I started ingesting the Joe Rogan experience and, you know, dabbled in this show and that show and found the 307 Project. And um, I'm just grateful that I actually started when I did last year because I was at a point in my life where I actually had, um, I was standing on my own two feet, if I if I could say it that way. Um, I was doing Absolutely. okay and I didn't, I wasn't focused on, you know, I got into the politics game a few years ago and, and focusing on that stuff and um, kind of changed my life perspective since then. So I started at the right time. Um, but just like you said, starting whatever it is, is, is the crucial moment. You can be bad at it. You can stumble, you can fail every day, but if you stick with it, um, eventually, you know, your consistency will pay off and uh, who knows what, what God could do. Who knows what, will happen because of your efforts. Absolutely. And I, and I think um, having the strength to start it, if you're meant to do it, 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 it becomes easier for you, I believe. In a sense to where you fell into it, you're doing it now, you're doing it a year later. Mm -hmm. So, so, so if, if, if it wasn't, you would have stopped last summer. You know what I mean? So it's right. that's how I see it. If if things if things are meant meant to happen, they're they're meant to happen. If they're not, they'll fizz it out. Something will happen to make it not happen in your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If if you're not supposed to do it, something will happen, and and it, it's for good cause, and and you can't argue with it because you could just be happy with what you have. And I think that that was another breakdown. Being as humble as I was, I guess, making myself. We we live in a society that, and a lot I I I'll say, we us society, but it's all me how I view it. You know what I mean? And I think as a society, we we complain about the stuff we don't have. It's so easy, and then when you do have something together, it makes it a it makes it a big difference. When you look and be like, man, I have this. I'm alive today. I get to breathe. The basic stuff, I could walk, I could touch things, I could smell things. When you break it down to that level, it just makes what you have even more when you look at the the smallest things, you know, the, the littlest things you have. It's like, I'm able to do this because other people can't do it. So when, when you're able to do it, 
and you're, and you're happy with the littlest things, it makes life just a little bit more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of to, to circle things back, I guess, um, kind of round out the conversation, you know, we're talking about doing 75 hard and doing the critical tasks. And as long as those are, are accomplished, you know, you, you feel like you're set for the day. Um, so as people go about and hopefully can, can get something out of this conversation is, um, you know, go do those things that you feel you're called to do, find some time, get outside, get some sunlight, get some fresh air, try to let your mind race as fast as you are, uh, to use your words earlier, Tom, I thought that was great. Um, but get out there and, and try to do something with yourself. Uh, you know, Joe. Jordan Peterson says to um, treat yourself like you're somebody you're responsible for. So you being a recruiter, I'm sure you'd agree with that. Like take care of yourself as if, you know, you're your brother or your dad um, looking after you try to try to better yourself each and every day and be consistent with it. Cause you never know, you might be sitting down with a podcast talking to, to Tom here today and um, I'll definitely be better from the conversation. Absolutely. I think uh, being able to, uh, to see see a vision and um clearly see what what you're trying to do and you can see it forward i think be, being able to to go from 75 hard those checks in the boxes they they change it's life changing if you take it serious i think too many people that have done 75 hard they they make it their own program or they i'm going to do an inside version i've heard, I've heard someone say i'm going to do an inside version yeah. it's like that don't count but the window's and, open. And see, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, man, do your thing. I've come across so many people on, on social media that are doing like 75 hard, ultra running, doing things. And um, the best thing is you just cheer people on and, and let them do their thing. Because if, 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 if you think you have something to say to someone else or about someone else, you probably got 10 other things to say bad about yourself. So it's easier. Like, did I, did I drink a gallon of water today? At least this dude's trying, you know what I mean? So right. you're not, you're not doing it right. Well, that's the Marine in me saying, Hey, you have to go outside for 45 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Everybody's trying to do their best and everybody's best looks different. Absolutely. I, I, you know what, that's perfect. The way you said it, everyone's best looks per looks different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's beautiful. Because everyone's past, everyone's past is different. Everyone's mm -hmm. future is bright, but every how 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 they how they do it is exactly how they do it, and it's okay on how they do it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a great spot to wrap up, Tom. I want to have you back on. You know, once the project gets going and and everything's put together, I think it'd be great to get your insight and check in on the project. But um, as we leave it here today, is there anything that is there a final message from you or or SitRep Twenty Two? Oh, absolutely. Uh, make sure you always contact, you care, and you listen to people. Um, no one's ever going to reach out for help. It's always to, to be inquisitive, reach out, care, love someone, and don't let anyone be alone for too long because they become, you know, captured by their own thoughts. So always be kind to people, always, always reach out to others and um, take care of yourself because you're the only person that counts. Because it doesn't matter what other people think if you're not worrying about yourself first. All right. I love it. Thanks, Tom. I'll uh, I'll link everything for Instagram and social media and everything in the in the show notes. So check that out and, and go follow Tom. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. 
And with that, our time together has come to a close. Once again, another Save Show episode in the books. I'm very grateful to Tom for coming on. I think we had a great conversation. Uh, He and I talked about it afterwards, and we both kind of jump around in conversation, but um, at the heart of the conversation is care for our veterans community, anyone who's struggling, uh, making sure that you're reaching out and and taking care of those around you. Um, Coming from a Marine Corps background, you know, the accountability buddy, accountability buddy, accountability buddy, accountability buddy, having that person, a group of friends was very crucial and, and many don't find that same level of friendship after their years of service. So if you are a veteran, reach out. If you know a veteran, reach out. Um, if you know anyone who might be struggling in life, uh, reach out because you never know what people are going through. But with that, thank you again to everyone who helped design the shirt. We'll get it out there soon. Uh, God loves you. I love you. Everyone's been blessed by him in our own unique way. And uh, you are saved through Christ. <laughs>